You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. Hi, so it's been quite a while since my last podcast episode, but I found myself with a little bit of time today to make an episode, so here I am. Um, I'm actually sitting in my sauna. It's one of my most recent purchases. I bought it secondhand off of Facebook Marketplace, and it is the best purchase I have ever made um, for myself. I absolutely love it. It's just a really nice way to take care of myself. Um, It makes me feel really, really good afterwards, and it's very, very cleansing for your system. So I love it. That's where I am right now. I was so cold. It's getting very cold here in the mountains, and I was so cold um, when I got back home today, and I was like, I need to go to the sauna. So that's where I am. That's where I'm sitting as I record this. Yeah, so I figured why not now record this episode that I've had in my mind for a long time, but I just haven't had time to record it. So what we're going to talk about today is physical wellness. Now, I'm a fitness coach. I have competed in D1 skiing. I've been a runner. I've done the Ironman. I've trained. I've exercises part of the air that I breathe. It's something that I prioritize five to six times a week, whether I'm training for an event or not. But my approach to fitness coaching has drastically changed since I became a fitness coach. And since I became a yoga instructor, um, I hold a a 200-hour certification, an ACE personal trainer certificate, a CrossFit Level 1 certificate. And after going through all of this training, it's funny that how I train my clients couldn't be further than all of those trainings. Now, they really helped me in setting foundation and learning how to teach people how to exercise and how to exercise with the proper form, um, what frequency to exercise at if they have a certain goal. But a lot of the people that I work with are just trying to be well. They're not trying to finish an Ironman. They're not trying to finish a half marathon. Now, some people are, but that's not everyone's goal. And I think the majority of people these days, their goal is to simply feel well. Because raise your hand if on a daily basis you feel amazing. I doubt that you're raising your hand because until a little while ago, I wasn't either. And I'm still on this journey. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still trying to balance work and life and all of this stuff. It's just part of being an entrepreneur where you have that spirit of you want to do everything, but you have to slow yourself down. So we're going to talk a little bit about my philosophy as a fitness coach and how it's a little bit unorthodox, but I have seen such success with people just in taking a step back and not being so extreme. So to put my fitness coaching philosophy into words, which I guess I've never really tried to do before because I try to lead by example more than by speaking um, because I do think that that's the best way to lead anyone, um, to lead by example. But if I had to put it into words, it is being well on a daily basis 
for a long time. And that's a really simplified way of saying it, but really that's what it is. And how I came to this philosophy is through over-exercising, through under-eating. Um, a lot of you know that my account, Holy Banana, on Instagram, W-H-O-L-L-Y-B-A-N-A-N-N-A, my account started as a testimony to the eating disorder recovery that I was working through. And that has shifted since. It's not the only thing I talk about, but it's still a part of me. Um, I was under eating, I was over exercising, trying to control my weight because I couldn't control anything else around me. And it's where I went to try to control. Um, but I didn't feel good. When I was super, super thin and my hair was falling out, I wasn't walking upstairs without getting dizzy and feeling like I was going to pass out or needed to sit down after a flight or two. That's not feeling excellent. That's not living your life and thriving. That's surviving. Um, so that's how I came to this philosophy. So it's not me necessarily sitting in a library all day and, and going to um, grad school, which that's a path for some, but for me, it's been really learning from experience, um, from over-exercising when in college on the ski team, and I was exercising 18 plus hours a week um, sometimes, and not eating enough to support my body in doing that, and it just wreaks havoc, but the underlying reason that all of this was making me feel really crappy is because of the stress that it was causing on my system. Now, stress is the root cause for so many things, diseases, um, all, all types of things. So when your body is stressed, it goes, it, it produces lots of cortisol. And when you produce a lot of cortisol, your body goes into this sympathetic state in your nervous system, which is your fight or flight response. Now, when you're living in that state all the time, your body is gonna, it's like, it's like an ambulance whirring down the street with its um, siren going. It's, it could go for a long time, but that ambulance and all the functions and um, all the bells and whistles are going to, they're going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wear out sooner than if they were to be turned on when they're needed and then shut off um, and come and go as they're needed, that ambulance life is going to be a lot oh the pups here someone um the life of that ambulance is going to be a lot longer and more spread out so it's similar for us if we're constantly on the go 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 we're gonna wear out really fast and we need to care for ourselves and slow down and put some oil in the engine once in a while um, and not go 100 miles per hour so stress is where I've landed, I, I've spent so many years trying to get to know my body and understanding my triggers and what goes wrong when and, and why. I'm trying to connect the dots constantly. If something, if my stomach is off, what did I do wrong? And I am shocked that nine times out of ten, I can link the things that I'm dealing with to stress. I didn't drink enough water today. It stresses my system. I didn't get out in nature. I didn't get any fresh air today. That's stress to my system. That's not how we were designed to live. When you think about humans, they used to be outdoors majority of their day. They would get lots more than 10,000 steps in a day. 
Um, they were constantly on the move. They were doing chores. They were farming, gathering, hunting. Um, we weren't designed to sit in a cubicle every single day. And that's why our body kind of goes haywire when that does happen. So stress is what I work on mostly as the root cause with all of my clients because we live in a, an era of stress. And it we might think like, oh, well, I have this rash because I'm, I don't know, I used the wrong dish wash or like the wrong laundry detergent. Well, that could be it. But also that response to that laundry detergent is from stress. And where is that stress coming from? It might be chemicals in um, the laundry detergent. It might be that you actually ate something in your body that's stressing it. You might not have gotten enough sleep. When I got out of my, um, my marriage and I went through my divorce, I had a horrid rash for like six months. And it was like the stress was just leaving my body and I had to heal from it. Um, so stress, okay? We're getting the picture here that stress is crucial that we address, not just in terms of getting a massage and meditating. There are stressors, stressors that come from a couple different avenues in our, well, many avenues in our life, but I have um, deduced it to five pillars. So five pillars of exercise wellness, where if these pillars are not in balance, you're going to experience stress in your life. And not necessarily like the stress of like, oh my gosh, I have a project to do tomorrow, but stress internally that is going to result in your body not functioning the way that it should be. So let's talk about these five pillars and I'll touch on a little bit by what I mean by that pillar. And we I'll probably make an episode on each one of these pillars because there's so much that you can dive into on each one. But let's talk about the five pillars and what those are. So and, and we're talking just about physical wellness here. There's spiritual wellness, there's emotional wellness, and we're just scratching the surface right now with physical wellness. So these five pillars of physical wellness that I address with my clients are sleep, exercise, nutrition, self-care, and environment. So let's talk about that. And if you can't remember those, um, I use the acronym SENSE. It just makes sense um, because it's S E N. S-E. Um, these things help our physical wellness make sense. So let's talk about sleep. Your body needs sleep, not just for your beauty rest like we joke about so that our skin is glowing and we look good for pictures. Sleep is where our body repairs. So on a cellular level, if we're not getting enough sleep, our body is not given the time that it needs to repair from exercise, from environmental stress, from um, anything, from using your brain for eight hours a day on a computer, our body needs sleep in order to recover. If you're trying to exercise, 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 and you're not sleeping enough, guess what? Exercise is stress. Sleep, lack of sleep is stress. And there you go, you're creating stress on top of stress. So sleep is a huge source and the direction of where the stress comes from for each one of these pillars is different. So sleep, a lack of sleep, is where we get the stress coming into our life. Um, now, exercise, exercise too much <laughs> exercise is where the stress comes in. I mean, you can, your body actually, that's not fully true. So exercise, if you have too little exercise, 
or you have too much exercise, you can experience the stress on your system that's going to kind of throw things into like the emergency fight or flight mode um, because we're meant to be moving beings. Uh, an example I like to share with this one is if we are exercising um, and moving throughout the day and we're not just sitting still, we're like a river that's running down the side of a mountain. C cool, clear water that's really fresh and although you wouldn't do this without a filter, um, that it just looks so refreshing. You're like, oh, I totally want a glass of water of, of that water. Um, but if you're sitting and you're not moving and your energy and your body is stagnant, it's like a murky pond. Now, no one likes murky ponds where there's snakes and gross things. I dislike snakes so much. Um, I will not go near ponds. The, this past weekend, I went to a retreat a yoga retreat in Vermont. It was lovely. And there were some girls doing a cold plunge. And I was all for it. I love cold plunges. There was a brook and there was a pond. They opted to go to the pond. And I said, absolutely not. I'll join you if you go to the brook. But this pond is just, it's still and stagnant. And no one wants to swim in a pond over a brook. Well, I guess they did, but not me. I don't like snakes. So, <laughs> That analogy is meant to help us paint the picture of what our bodies are like if we are moving versus sitting stagnant. Um, so exercise, too little exercise is creating the stress of a murky pond on our system, but too much is also not good because too much can can also throw you into the fight or flight um, mode. So this is the state that I lived in for far too long training for D1 skiing. Um, I didn't have my cycle for three years. It's called um, female athlete triad. Three things are present. The combination of disordered eating, amenorrhea, and osteoporosis. Now disordered eating is whether you're eating too much or too little, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the nutrition pillar and how that plays into the stress on your body. Um, amenorrhea is lack of a period. Now primary amenorrhea is when you never got a period. And so you might be 25 and you never even got your first period. Secondary amenorrhea. Oh, there's the sauna telling me that the time is up. Um, one second. There we go. So secondary amenorrhea is when you have your period, when, you're, when your cycles first start, and then it goes away um, for a, an extended period of time. So secondary amenorrhea is what I experienced, but amenorrhea of any sort paired with osteoporosis, which is uh, deterioration of bones, so spongy bones, um, and disordered eating, that's what makes up the female athlete triad. So again, cycles are a really great way to measure if um, your exercise and or your nutrition or any of these pillars are off. Now, if you are a male in your anatomy, then you have other ways that you can um, measure if these things are off for you. Um, sex drive is something that's huge. If if you're stressed in any of these areas, that can really affect that. Um, and if you don't have one, then that is something that might point to imbalances and, and ways that your body is saying, hey, like, and not something's not right here. Because when we're when our sex drive is normal and healthy, and, and it's there, then that says that our body is ready to reproduce, which is essentially when we're, we're balancing all of these stressors, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get our body to a place of health and wellness, which you can't reproduce and support um, a child, whether you're a male or a female in that situation. 
you can't do that if your body is not ready to do that. So um, that is something to consider as well. So men, uh, male anatomy, that is something that uh, they might be able to see in their bodies and become aware of like, oh, like my hormones are off or acne is huge and, and all types, all types of stuff. But really here, um, I want to talk more about like what these pillars are and we can deep dive into that eventually. So sleep, exercise, next is nutrition. Nutrition can be too much, too little as well. Too much might not just mean that you're eating a surplus of food because sometimes that's necessary to bring yourself up to a non-stressed level in the nutrition area, but maybe you're eating too much of processed foods, too many processed starches, too many processed sugars that are stressing your body and the protein and the healthy fats you're eating um, are good, but the quality and the uh, nourishment that you're trying to get from them are diminished by the stress that the processed sugars are having in your system. So that's where an excess can be in play with nutrition. Um, a lack of, though, we all know what a lack of is. If we're not eating enough fat, we're not eating enough protein, we're not balancing enough complex carbohydrates, and um, our body is lacking somewhere, if we're not getting enough nutrients. Um, some way that I like to combat that is by eating um, animal organs. I eat heart, I eat liver, I eat tongue sometimes, and I just feel so nourished. Heart especially, it's just so delicious. Um, made in just some butter and a cast iron, no toxic cooking materials. Um, really great way to boost your nutrition if you are lacking in that area. Now, let's talk about self-care. Self-care can't ever really be too much. So this one is definitely a lack of that creates stress. Self-care, my example would be if you are working 12 hours a day, you never take a day off, um, and you don't take time for yourself. Now, self-care is not necessarily going to get a massage, having a spa day, doing the things that cost money. And I'm actually doing a live workshop at the Adirondack Foot Sanctuary on December 8th. It's a Thursday at 6 p.m. And we're going to be talking about sustainable self-care. And I'm actually very excited about it because um, that's something that people are in the dark on. They think like, oh, well, if you're talking about self-care, like I can't afford a massage. That doesn't have to mean what, that doesn't have to be what self-care is. Self-care could be buying yourself flowers, which that's still money, um, but it's definitely on the cheaper side, but things that don't involve money, you could go pick yourself flowers. You can go on a walk. You can read a book that you already have in your house. You can take a five minute break and snuggle with your dog. You can take a bath. Um, all types of things that really don't, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Like for me right now, recording a podcast in my sauna is amazing self-care and it's completely free. And I'm just, it, it's something that gives me life. So this is something that I work on with my clients as well. And actually, there are a couple that I'm working with right now um, that want to start exercising and I'm not having them exercise. Of course, I'm saying like, sure, if you go out and get a walk-in and that that's great, but I want to focus first on getting your cortisol levels down because they are so strung out. They're constantly working. They're constantly pleasing others. They are so stressed to the max that when you're exercising on top of stress that already exists, you're just stressing your system more. Um, now, some people exercise is a nice de-stressor, but not everyone is like that. So when you are stressed to the max and you feel like going and doing a hit circuit is going to further stress you, then don't go do a hit circuit. Go and go for a hike in the nature. Go 
um, for a walk, go for a paddle, something that is going to nurture you rather than add to the stress that you're already experiencing. So that's what I mean by self-care and then environment. So this one I absolutely love when Haley and I hosted our retreat back in uh, the beginning of, no, the end of September. Um, I held a workshop that we identified the pillar that we're struggling in the most or is the least balanced in our life and causing us the most stress. We had 19 retreatants and I would say 16 or 17 of them raised their hand when I said, who is struggling with environment the most? That's crazy. That's a large percentage that is just struggling with environment as their biggest one. So in environment, my how I define stressors in environment are the products that you use, the relationships in your home, the health of your home. Is there mold? Do you have daylight that comes in? That's something that I struggle with because I don't have much daylight in my apartment. My bedroom is in complete dark from midnight to midnight. There is no sun that goes in that room. So I got the hatch. Um, I'm not affiliated, not sponsored, whatever. I'm just mentioning this because I use it. The hatch helps um, with my daylight because it will come down, like it will slowly fade out at night and then it will slowly rise in the morning. So it starts in like a red tone and then it uh, ends in like a sunrise light. So it helps my circadian rhythm because I live in the dark, but those are things that would affect your environment. Now relationships are huge too. When you are a roommate with someone, when you're living with a significant other, if you're living with your parents, like these are all relationships that affect your environment. Your environment should be peaceful and calming and a place that you can go for rest. And I know that is not the reality for everyone. Believe me, I I know I lived in an environment that was not healthy um, and it took me over a year to get out of. So I'm not saying this as like, oh, you're... <laughs> you don't like living with your husband, then you got to leave. That's not true. There are things that you can do to um, change your environment. But also, like for me, my environment is what was affecting me the most. And it forced me to take a really hard look at the life that I was living. And ultimately, that helped me decide what I had to do, um, not just for me, but for my future family. So these are the five pillars. Let me summarize. Sleep, exercise, nutrition, self-care, environment. Like I said, you can use the acronym SENSE. They just make sense that they'll help your physical wellness if you balance them out. So this first episode, I just wanted to touch on them, give you an overview of what they are, and then I'll make an episode on each one and we'll dive in and I'll tell you tips on how to work on each pillar. Um, And this is the work that I do with my clients. And I love doing this work because I can see change in people in in days. I started working with a woman last week and she in one week made so much progress. Like she's meditating before bed and she is becoming aware of the fact that she's overworking and oh there are the dogs again. Um so it's just it's a really amazing and beautiful thing when you can be aware of these things because awareness is where you have to start with anything. You can't make progress unless you are aware. So I hope that this helped. Maybe until the next episode comes out, think on it. Think on which of these pillars are you struggling in the most? Because if you can identify it, you can start working on it. But until you identify it, you don't know where to start working. So that's the end of this episode. I'll wrap it up there because I want these to be short and sweet and something that people can digest on the go and 
and not be super overwhelming. I'll dive in on sleep, exercise, nutrition, self-care, and environment a bit more in each of the next coming episodes. Um, if you got something out of this, let me know. You can go over to holybanana.com and leave me a um, review. You can like and share this podcast. This is work that every human being needs to be doing because I don't know a single human being that is perfectly balanced. Now, I know people who are balanced because they're constantly working on it, but I don't know anyone who I would consider perfect, including myself. I'm constantly working on it. I would say my weakest area is sleep and environment. And I have two that are kind of matched and sleep is a struggle for me because I feel like I need to do more, more, more before I go to bed. But I need to look at the clock and say, no, I need eight hours of sleep. I have to be up by X in the morning and I need to sleep now. So that is a boundary that I'm working on setting myself to help balance that category of my physical wellness. So I encourage you to do the same and shoot me a DM, holybanana.com, holybanana on Instagram, Facebook. This is my life's work and I am here to help you through it as best I can. So thank you so much for listening share if it was if this was helpful comment questions and let me know what you want to hear about let me know areas that you're struggling in because if one person is struggling in it um there are lots others struggling too so thanks so much sorry for the dogs in the background um but hey that's part of life all right i'll see you on the next episode everyone yeah.